You always catch me doing wild shit. Salutations and shit, guys. Welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite travel podcast. More about the what was experienced and uh, what the fuck you did as opposed to the how to do it. Welcome back or welcome for the first time. I am your host, D. Carrie, and um, I like to travel and shit. So here we are. Um, thank you to last week's guest, my girl Lola. Um, we had a good ass time. Ha! Huh. Little, what was, what do you call that? A uh, good ass time? A pun? Pun wasn't intended. Lola's got a lot of ass. Um, so that was a good time. And I've got another guest because I feel like the conversations are just so great when you have another um, opinion, especially if it's something that I'm not very opinionate, opinionated about. So let me, let me set it up. As a traveler, every once in a while, something comes to your attention that you realize you have no fucking clue what's going on, right? So I don't remember if it was an article I'd read or if it was just like an off chance moment at work where I was realizing like, damn, how do people with wheelchairs get around on like airplanes? Those, first of all, narrow as fuck. uh, Oh no, somebody was telling me that I, I was... I don't know where it was, but it happened. And they were telling me that um, they traveled with, I was probably minding somebody else's business on Facebook. That's what it was. That's usually how I fall down my rabbit holes. And they were traveling with, um, oh, heads up. If you enjoy traveling, there are tons of different uh, Facebook groups that, um, I don't want to say meet different criteria, but I follow a lot of women travel groups and then also uh, black travel groups because- I'm a black woman, right? So that's my for the that's my window for the most part. That those are the people that I'm interested in seeing how they travel because we're going to travel in a lot of similar ways, right? So someone was telling me that they were traveling with either their sister or their daughter and they have some type of mobility issues where she has to like be she had to be carried to the bathroom every time and she was saying I think that one of the um flight attendants was really helpful or something like that. So it kind of crossed my mind, like, well, these narrow ass aisles here and where would a wheelchair go? Right. And I was looking around the internet and I tried to do a Google. And sometimes when you Google, you get this really broad spectrum or like a broad pool of information. And it can be really frustrating to pigeonhole it down to something you're interested in. I am very interested in the stories of people of color. I'd rather speak to somebody that looks like me and I'd rather highlight somebody that looks like me because that's the type of shit I'm into. So again, I was minding people's business on Facebook and alas, here is the traveler of color that I was looking for that actually can explain to me how easy or difficult it would be to travel abroad with a wheelchair. So I'm gonna shut up and say welcome to my guest, Fletcher. Let the people know. What it do, what it ain't, what the business is. It's Fletcher Cleves in, in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, just coming on to travel and shit to uh, talk about my travel experiences. So we're about to have a good time and uh, get the conversation rolling. Thank you for joining me today, Fletcher. I appreciate it. And I got to say, your to start off with, big ups to your your community, like your so like the people that you travel with. For one, because I don't like group trips. 
I don't like traveling with people at all. Why? Why? I prefer moving solo. For me, it's just a matter of explaining myself to other people. Not that I feel like I'm better than explaining myself, but it's, I generally don't know what the fuck I want to do, or I generally don't make sense of things for myself until like I'm doing it. And that whole extra step of including other people in those plans just makes it more complicated for me. So See, that's the misconception about group trips is that so a lot of people, a lot of my friends, or people on Instagram. They say, if, if you go on a group trip, you need to go with Fletcher because I have this um, idea that group trips doesn't mean we have to do everything together. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, boom, Friday, like, all right, hey, well, we finna go ride jet skis. Anybody want to go? You know, we like, oh, well, we've been on school lab by the pool. Oh, well, we finna go to the mall. All right, we'll link back up around 3.30. All right, see y'all later. That's like, you still need to do what you want to do. Like, we're not going to go all the way to, you know, Rome. And we got to do every single thing together. Like, we adults. Like, if you don't want to go to the Coliseum, all right, we'll be back. I feel like that's probably where I've been getting it wrong. Every trip I've ever taken, I've done everything with the people that I've only gone three different trips. One with my mom, one with some homegirls, and one with um, one of my closest friends. And, like, there are great days, and then there are days where it's like, you know, this is not for me. I'm never doing this again. But so I always try to like the last night. Uh, I try to organize a dinner. Like, okay, hey, not what we doing, but we all need to be at this dinner on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If it's you know, right, nice it's the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's always dope. I enjoy doing it. I like group trips. It makes it more fun. It makes it a co-ed trips are fun. I like it. I like it all. All right. So, talk to me about how. What is the level of your disability? Like, what um, what can't you do? What can you do? And how did you become handicapped? Or what actually is the proper way to phrase it? Is handicapped or disabled offensive? Or is it uh, special needs? needs? Like, how do you, what should someone, how should someone phrase these questions to you in a way that isn't disrespectful? Um, So I usually go by the nigga in the wheelchair. (laughs) Uh, I'm just joking, but... uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, I got thick skin, you know, people say handicap and all, you know, it, it doesn't bother me at all. One word that does throw me off though, that I don't hear a lot is crippled. Like mm-hmm. I was talking to this lady, it was like, Hey, can I move out the way? There's a crippled coming through. I turned around like, where are you at? <laughs> I was like, Oh me, Okay. I was like, I haven't heard that one in a while, but you know, it's still like, I got thick skin, um, down in the South. We call it, I think y'all call it, uh, what do y'all call when y'all like talk about your friends? Like, what's up, big head ass dude? What do y'all call it? What, like, like we call it checking. Like we call it checking each other. Oh well, oh, yeah. yeah. I guess you roast somebody or yeah. Most, yeah. Let's see, so, I don't know what the... and there's yeah, also roast... like an age demographic. How old are you? Twenty-eight. Okay, so I'm thirty-four. I feel like sometimes like I'll hear somebody say something and I have no clue what they're talking about. So I don't oh. know if sometimes it's a yeah. Well, I said that because growing up in Memphis, this like I check children. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> like we just talk about each other. Well, if I don't talk about you, that means we ain't friends. Mm-hmm. So just having that, being around that environment, it made Not me have you. a thick skin. So a lot of words don't aren't offensive at all. But uh, I'm a C5, C6 uh, vertebrae injury, uh, which is in your neck. I was in a car accident. A lady was texting and driving, and she ran me off the road, and I flipped into a ditch. And when the car went into the ditch uh the roof caved in we landed upside down when the roof caved in and broke my neck in two places mm. i was on a, yeah i was on a football scholarship 
at the time I was a freshman in college. And, uh, and you know, that instantly ended my football career. And I had to relearn my body because you go from being a collegiate athlete to relying on your physical strength, you know, strong, fast, muscular, to now, you know, half your body doesn't work. I'm paralyzed from the breastplate down. Okay. Um, so it affects, I'm a quadriplegic, it affects different levels. So people think there's only two types of paralysis, like either neck down or waist down. But there's a, you know, there's so much in between. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I tell people I'm a quadriplegic, they're like, but you can move your arms. Well, I can move my arms, but like I can't move my fingers uh, individually. Like I can't move my hands. Like I can't grasp things. I can't hold pencils and things of that nature. Okay. Because um, that's, that's exactly all. what was going through my mind. I'm like, quad, that's quad is four. Yeah. Yeah, so it means all four limbs were affected. Okay. Okay, so it's just what is affected, not necessary, and there are different levels of affliction. Not just, yeah. got it. Okay. So exactly. after the there accident. Oh, wait, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just. Okay, because there's a little bit of delay, so I didn't know if you were talking. I'm sorry. So after the accident. No, you good. What type of self-work or what type of self-talk did you have to like were you always this positive like did it take work to get you to a space where you're how do I put it like did it did did it take a lot for you to just have a positive outlook after the accident well I've always been kind of a positive person you know like the glass is always half full versus half empty and you know when I got the uh, what the doctors told me, you know, oh, you're paralyzed, you won't be able to do X, you won't be able to do Y, you won't be able to do Z. You know, I felt like you were trying to put limitations on my life. So I don't like people telling me what I can and can't do. So I was like, all right, we'll see. And I just kind of started going there. I was like, all right, uh, I'm in that hospital. All right, what's next? Oh, I got to go surgery. Okay, what's after that? Like playing sports in college or you always have like a, not necessarily a checklist, but like goals, short-term goals, long-term goals. And just how I took that mentality through like therapy and throughout life it was like, all right, after surgery, then what? Okay, I need to go to therapy. Then after therapy, I need to go back to school. And after school, I need to get a, a car. And after that, I need to, you know, I had this whole list of checklists of things I wanted to do. And I started knocking them just out one by one. Okay, so another question. You, can you feel your legs or is it like you just can't move them? Uh, so my sensory is affected. I don't feel the normal how you feel, mm-hmm. but like it's uh, like deep tissue, and I can feel that. Like if somebody's like squeezing my leg, I can feel that. Got but like it. somebody just had their hand on my leg, I wouldn't feel it. Okay. So when you say that you were like you have your checklist right, and you were going to say, okay, so school happens. What happened with school? Did you go back to school? Did like how? What was that experience like for you having to not because you had to relearn how to work all your body. Like I, mm-hmm. after something that traumatic, I would expect that like my whole shit, like your, my mental would be <laughs> like yeah. way off. So it's like people forget that that's a large part of what school is. You know what I mean? Being able to stay focused and be able to stay clear minded around what it is you have going on. So how is it getting reacclimated to being a student? Um, well, like, well, luckily I didn't have any brain injuries, mm-hmm. you know, or anything of that nature. So I always had my mind and, you know, just being in the hospital and like they were, so the state of Tennessee, when you have a disability and you want to go back to school, you have to take like this, uh, amplitude test or whatever. 
just to see like where your knowledge and things are. And they were like having me do stuff. And I was like, y'all know I can read, right? <laughs> like, I'm not going to be sitting here putting those screws and bolts together all day. I'm going to go back to college. Right. But they're so used to dealing with people, like people see a wheelchair and they automatically think mental disability. Mm-hmm. Or like just going to like, going like Kroger or something where I'm like with my homeboy or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, uh, is he hungry? I don't know, ask him. <laughs> people get yeah. so like, yeah, like they, they, like they, they talk to him like I'm not there. Like, oh, how's he doing today? Well, I think he has a hangover because we was drunk as hell last night. <laughs> <laughs> but so just you know, uh, it was kind of hard. But just being, so I missed my whole freshman year, mm-hmm. and just seeing my friends on Facebook and just like they're going to spring break and enjoy the college life. I'm like, hey, I got to get back. I got to get back in that. So I was just, I, I just went back to school and. I guess I transferred schools first off, came back home to Memphis, Tennessee. And after that, I just, I was kind of nervous because I was like, dang, like, I want people to see, like, ah, oh, dang, that's a guy that was in an accident. You know, like, I'm in my wheelchair in public. I'm like, how girls going to feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how, how is it going to be? But then when people found out that I was still acting the same, they was like, oh, I ain't no wrong with him. Come on, just sitting down all the time. <laughs> okay, so that was going to be my next question. Like, what was it? Or I guess, it's a good segue to the next question is what was it like adapting to life in a wheelchair? Uh, it was hard days. I cried, you know, but cause you just, you, you're so used to stuff. Like I said earlier, like you don't know what you need until you need it. Mm-hmm. And like going down a sidewalk and then like, there's no curb cut. I'm like, Hey, what am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you know? gotta go out of your way until you find one. Like it ain't. I'm running late for class. I ain't just running through the grass, you know, and jumping over bushes. You know, I got to take the long way. Or like, if the building doesn't have a, a button on the door, it was like, oh, the button's on the north entrance. This is the south entrance. Mm-hmm. So now I got to go all the way around to the north entrance. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that stuff was hard, but you just kind of deal with it. I got the mindset like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I know I'm gonna do it, and I'll just figure it out when I get there. Okay. So that's my mom was like, hi. You not gonna be tired of your wheelchair? Probably. Right. But I'll figure it out when I get there. So what kind of wheelchair do you have? Do you have like a motorized one or do you have like a manual uh, It's a It's manual operated, but I have these wheels, these special like power assist wheels where like if I push it, it like multiplies my push by like five. So I don't have to strain so much. Okay. okay. So, that- so it's smooth. It's like half and half. That's a lot of work. Uh, yeah, my shoulders get overworked because I use mm-hmm. my shoulders for a lot of things. So uh Anybody out there who's a good masseuse, you know, hit your boy up. <laughs> Wait, what? You're in Memphis, right? Yeah. Because I know some in New York, but, but, and that was something, when you mentioned it, I thought, like, sometimes you don't realize that you need it until you don't have it. Like, in New York, one of the things that is widely known to us is how fucked up mass transit is. And one of the reasons why it's so fucked up is because, Things as simple as elevators, escalators don't fucking work. Yeah. So exactly. sadly, we had a young lady um, who lost her life. She died trying to carry her baby stroller either up or down the stairs. The baby wasn't she right, failed? but she didn't. Yeah, she fell and she died. Dang. And um, things like, because I know awesome. I'll sit and wait for the train to get home. And every once in a while... I'll see somebody with crutches. And I've been on crutches. Crutches is trash, okay? Girl, trash. Crutches ain't nothing. I know, right. But see, that compar- comparisons. 
that was a rough week for me, okay? It was terrible. And so I'm sitting on the platform waiting, and I see this kid on crutches, and I know that there's no escalator at this station. There's no elevator. So this nigga got to get up the stairs on crutches. And then somebody that has um, a wheelchair, you have to find your way to the accessible stops. It could be 12 stops out of your way, but how the fuck else are you going to get there? So now you got yourself 12 stops away but then you want to either wait for like accessor ride or now you're going to try to get on the bus and the bus is um very wheelchair um accessible but if that bitch is packed then what we're going to have these people get off the bus so that you could get the chair on there you know what i mean so it's just there's new york mass exactly. transit for for me i know that that's always when i notice it when i see somebody at the bottom of a set of stairs because it's like well you got on the train where it was accessible to you but now that you're where you're at what are you doing? You know what I mean? Even old people, like somebody carrying their groceries or just somebody that's old as fuck and has mobility issues. It's like, now she got to go up like all 30 that's why I stay stairs. Away from I just take Ubers. Right. But sadly, not everybody has that financial ability where they just have the option of true, pulling true. a car. And even where if um, somebody, for example, like Accessoride in um, New York is known to be trash because it takes you out of your way to get to where you are. Like, it's kind of like some of the uh, trains. Like if you're in Queens and you want to get to say uh, Brooklyn, um, you don't want to say take like the E train because it's gonna go all the way through like Manhattan. It goes from like Queens to then Manhattan. So it's like you're not gonna get to Brooklyn. But if that's the the train closest to you, you gotta take that train, transfer someplace else. Just it's just a lot of little things that you gotta do. And accessoride is similar to that where it picks you up in Queens, but now it's gonna take you through the Bronx, through Manhattan to pick up other passengers or drop people off before it takes you where you gotta go thirty minutes away in Brooklyn. It, it's See, just yeah. you know what I mean. So it's like for someone that doesn't have the thirty dollars each way to take a uber where they have to go and then also consider you have to take a different uber than i would have to take i can take a uh what do you call it like a the, the pool you know what i mean yeah. like i could take a pool whereas you'd have to take the uber that has the um space for your chair yeah so i usually get uber excel but then also i've been blessed like you said with my support system mm-hmm. like my homeboys or whoever i'm traveling with like so i was a um, you know, I was on full bus classes, so I was kind of muscular, but you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. So my muscles started, I started to get atrophy. So I'm like a smaller guy now. So my homeboys, like, they just pick me up, put me in the car and then throw my chair in the back and we roll out. Okay. And I guess so having long. not a mobilized scooter makes that much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, ain't no picking them up. Right. Okay. <laughs> you looking for the curb thing to drop. You can't just. Yeah, exactly. You got to look at this. Yeah. Some things go fast too. But uh yeah, so we just get it. They do. They do. Let's see. So what was your experience with traveling before? Like before you ended up in a wheelchair or before the accident? Is it I guess yeah, before your accident, was it something that you did often or no? No, I was eighteen when I got hurt. So I had just, I graduated high school in May and then um, went to train for football all summer, and then my accident was the following September. So, you know, I was still with my parents for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, I had just I had just moved out for like from May to uh, September, so I went I went on my own, you know, too long. But um, so we went on like family vacations in okay. like Gallenberg and like family reunions in St. Louis and stuff like that. But it wasn't uh, like uh, like out the country. Mm-hmm. So where was your first? Where was the first place you went when you left the country? I went on a cruise 
but I got my first stamp when I went to Rome. Okay. Oh. okay. So, so I've been on Count the Cruise. Where did you go on the cruise, though? Uh, we hit Key West, Florida, then we went to Mexico. You said Cuba? Key West, Florida. Okay. And then we went to Mexico. And then I was like, hey, I ain't in the United States no more. I ain't in the United States. And I was like... But you still... Talk. I mean, you got out. But I understand I did, I did. the whole stamp. Like, the stamp is a thing. That it stamp feel good. I know. I'll be like, excuse me, sir. My stamp, please. <laughs> it makes a difference. I, that's the one thing that I don't really... I mean... Like once you get to to Europe, like they not they don't necessarily depending on how you go, they don't necessarily need to stamp like your passport because so yeah, they don't if, have to. If you're on like a bus trip, like a bus, you know, like an excursion or something, sometimes you look out and they be like, all right, we need your passports, hand them up, blah blah blah, and then just like they stamped it in because I did um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Spain, and then I took um like a excursion that did northern spain and then it did andorra and it did france and they never stamped it in france they just did it like i didn't andorra though that bitch got stamped who the fuck else yeah, do you have to go through immigration Mm-mm. Mm. just you go through the um it looks like a toll booth and yeah, they do whatever questions they ask the bus people or whatever and then you be about your business was it security like a1 or no Mm-mm. Yeah, we did. So it was. So I took a, fl- a flight from Rome to Paris. Okay. Yeah, um, cause we spent like five days in Paris and then five days in Rome. Oh, nice. That's a good trip. Yeah, it was. It was. But and you know, like here, you know, you go through the metal detectors and you know they search you, pat you down, spread your arms. You know, mm-hmm. literally, literally, like my homeboys and them, they had to like you know go through the metal detectors, like uh, every security, and then. Uh, he looked at me and was like, just go, whoa, that easy. Okay, wait, say that, because you were breaking like, up there. Say that again, say that again. Like, basically, I didn't go to security. He literally just, he looked at me and was like, just go. Because, I mean, you're going to beep. You know what I mean? So it's just like. Well, well the states don't play that. States don't care. Right. The states, so I have to, when Don't I'm in the states, I got to, yeah, I got to, it's like, a, I got to pat my, they got to swab my chair, pat me down, lift my shoes up. You know, make sure I ain't got no bomb residue or whatever. Put it through this little machine and make sure it don't go off. Mm-hmm. But over there, they was just like, mm, just go. I'm saying, wow. Thank God I got all my drugs and guns in my bag. Right. He's <laughs> sitting in it. He's sitting on it under the under exactly. the cushion. So what type of accommodation, um, not accommodations, but what type of planning do you have to do differently than the rest of your friends, perhaps? Like, I've never seen like a handicap accessible seat on an airplane. So like, where does like, do you store your chair someplace? Do you have to, do they keep it in the back for you? Um, and then, uh, do, or do you have to No, Yeah. I would assume that they would keep it someplace else. Okay. You tell me why am I figuring it out when you can tell me? <laughs> I'm like, how would that work? Duh. This is what, this is why I have you here. I said, let me know when you're ready for me to tell you and stop guessing. <laughs> But uh, so I'll go down the uh, the runway, the jet bridge, wherever, in my chair, and then I get out of my chair and I get in what is called an aisle chair, which is a super skinny wheelchair that fits on an airplane, and then my chair goes underneath the plane, mm. and then they just roll me to my whatever my seat is, like a twenty-seven, and then they pick me up, one person on my leg, one person on my arm, and they put me in the seat. I'm just is so tight though. It's just like yeah. the maneuver. But so. Yeah, like so. I, if, 
I barely fit on like the little out the little out chair. Like I'd be in there like this. I'm like, I don't know if a big person, I don't know what a big person in a wheelchair right. would do. I don't I and, don't And I just think it's funny, like also so you know, uh, they put me in my seat or whatever. So I'm the first person to get on the plane mm-hmm. and I'm the last person to get off. Cause you know, that the wheelchair, you know, they don't want to hold up traffic, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm in my seat and then people, you know, how you doing, sir? I'm like, how you doing? Uh, I'm in that seat. I'm like, well, I can't get up. And then one time his letter was like, no, you have to. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. I can't. Right. <laughs> so it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Ma'am, I don't care what you do. Right. <laughs> it ain't going to have nothing to do with me moving. <laughs> One thing that's not gonna happen, but she was like, and then my homeboy was like, "Nah, man, he's paralyzed." I said, "She, I said I can't get up. I don't need to explain to her why I right. can't get up." Period. But she was, "I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry, sir. I didn't know." I said, "Yeah, I know." Mm. And, then, and I would get the same. Well, you don't look like you're paralyzed. I said, "Dang, what, do, what does that look? What does paralysis look like?" Mm-hmm. Okay, so what have been like the dumb things people say to you? Um. I get the sex question all the time. Okay. Like this, yeah, that's the, the top two questions is what happened and can you still have sex? I'm like, dang, straight to it, huh? Right. Just don't <laughs> we ain't gonna warm you up. <laughs> no, none of that. No, how was my day? Nothing. Especially in college, you know, just mm-hmm. it being twenties and just being on college campus. Hey, uh, we had a question. What's up? Uh, can you still have sex? Why? Who wants to know? Tell it, come here. Right. <laughs> But um, but it's just that, and um, people act, you know. So how do you, if you're paralyzed, how do you still digest your food? You know, since I'm like, well, the digestive system is doesn't nothing to do, you know, with paralysis. Like that happens on its own. That's like saying, if you're paralyzed, how does your heart still beat? Like that ain't got nothing to do with my control. You know, mm-hmm. this quick pieces just don't. You don't know what you don't know. But I'm like, right. come on, bro. I know you learned some type of anatomy in school. So when you come, so that's how you get on the plane. Now, what happens when you get to um, your accommodations? Does damn does Airbnb? Have you ever stayed at Airbnbs? Do you do Airbnbs? I don't like Airbnbs. I have. I don't like them. Okay, is it because uh, of their accessibility? Yeah, it's because you know it's a house, and I rarely gonna find a wheelchair accessible house. And also, I don't like the like. I went to DR in April, mm-hmm. and um. Like, you know, so we stay, like, right on the beach. And, like, so we had sand in our room from going back and forth to the beach. And you just saying it was sand everywhere all day, every day. I'm like, ain't nobody going to come clean shit up. Got it. Yeah, but I find that a lot of Airbnbs don't have cleaning supplies. Like, that's something that frustrates me. Like, if I spill something, I'd like to clean it up so that I don't have to stare at it for the next four days. Like, if I drop something, I'd like to clean it up so I don't have to look at it for the four days. And also, I'd like to leave it, you know, nice. When I leave, and but also, I didn't come on vacation to clean stuff either, so I'm not. So I'm like, sit me, put me in a hotel. Okay. I'm in hotel. Okay, and see, but, I uh, don't so... like hotels, but I can really, understand. I don't. What? Why? I feel like you don't really get a feel for the culture of the people in the area you're staying at, because like a Marriott is a Marriott is a Marriott wherever you go. Perfect. That's why Hilton Marriott signed me up because I know they're gonna be standard. Okay. Like I know they're gonna have the wheelchair accessible, I, I, so I need a roll-in shower, you know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. But yeah, I somebody house, like you said, it just don't be. It's I'll do it, but I ain't gonna. That ain't gonna be my first option. Okay, so or my second one. What have been your like worst travel experiences like? Hmm. All right, so um, called the hotel in Rome. 
yeah, y'all would check, y'all rolling shower. Yeah, we'll check because we got an elevator, we got all that. I'm like, okay, boom, book the hotel. Can you see me too? Yeah, I can still see you. Oh, I see you now. Okay. Um. Yeah, so we get to the hotel, pull up. They open the doors, and it's like 15 stairs. I'm like, hey, my man, where the elevator? Oh, we don't have an elevator. You can't get on the elevator? What? And I was like, no, we have this. So you ever see those commercials where, am I right? You see those commercials yes, where, where the, you the old sit people, they on... sit on the... Yes. Oh, man. Real, and it slides you up. Yeah, that's what they consider an elevator room. I'm like, nah, bro, this is not an elevator. And they was like, no, it's very easy. You just do it. You just do it. I was like, okay. So that means I got to get out my chair, ride this death trap contraption up these stairs. Somebody got to carry my chair up the stairs. Right. Then put me back in my chair. Nah, fam. Not going to work. So my homeboys was like, bro, we already here. We just got an eight-hour flight. We just going to carry you up these stairs. I said, say this. I'd rather do that than getting for me getting this chair. Yeah. Okay. Did you end up changing hotels or did you stay there? We stayed there because I, I, because it was really up to them. So I was like, hey, it's up, it's up to y'all. Y'all want to change hotels? We can. Because y'all, y'all carry me. Yeah, every time we come in this hotel, every time we leave, y'all got to carry me up and down these stairs. I was like, bro, we got you. I said, all right, well, take us to our, our room there. So the friends that you travel with, like, were these your friends from childhood? Or how did you find your travel family? And do you generally travel with the same people? Uh, yeah, so uh, I travel. No, I don't, uh, to be honest. <laughs> uh, we, but a lot of us grew up together, and it started small. Then people started saying, Man, Fletch should be on some lit ass trips, you know? And so they was like, Hey, we want to go, so come on. Yeah, yeah, Instagram so is popping. Then, then they started going, and then and now I'm known as the travel guy now. Like, so, so that's how it started. So just people, I meet people through people like, we talking, then your homegirl come, and now me and your homegirl cool, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm, I'm a people person. I like to meet new people and just see how people move and see how people groove. I think it's interesting. What would, some, what would be something that you would want people to know about people in wheelchairs, or at least your experience in a wheelchair? Because it's kind of like, I can't speak for all black people. So I'm yeah. sure that you can't speak for all people in wheelchairs. But in terms of your experience. And then also, do you have like a community of other people that are in wheelchairs? Like, do you have like other friends in wheelchairs? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a couple, you know, but they all scattered out, you know, because mm-hmm. I, when I got hurt in, in Jackson, Tennessee, I went to Atlanta for a year to this hospital um, called the Shepherd Center. Mm-hmm. And it's, for, it's, for, it's basically like, it's like Disneyland for people in wheelchairs. Like okay. it's the best hospital. <laughs> like the best hospital for people in wheelchairs. So they just teach you how to deal with your new disability and like how to dress yourself, things like that. So I met a lot of people there. But um, I have, I have to, what's up? I have a question from the peanut gallery, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, so like I have to remind my friends that like, I'm in a wheelchair, but I'm not like the average disabled person. Mm-hmm. You know, like I do a lot of stuff for somebody to be in a wheelchair. And sometimes my friends don't realize that, like my parents don't understand that. So they'll meet other people in wheelchairs and they'll be like, well, Fletcher did it, you can do it too. I'm like, that is true. And also, I don't care about my life. So I do dangerous stuff all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't say you don't care. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah I'm just joking. But okay, like, good. Because I'm like, 
I would think, because yeah, no. I'm thinking, like, do people think that about me? Because I do some questionable things. But it's just, there's a different... I'm going to let you explain it, then I'm going to ask you if it's similar to what I I got you, I got you. So I'm, I'm big on, like, I joke a lot. So if I say something crazy, like, just, you know, don't take it too serious. Hold on a second. All right, no problem. Okay. Go ahead, sorry. Not a problem. Uh, so yeah, like I'll try any, like I'm, I'll, I'll eat anything. I'll do, like oh, that looks dangerous. Or right, what? Sign me up. You know. Yeah, same. I don't know what it is now. Are you like that when you're at home, or is this only when you're traveling? Oh, uh, I think I'm, I'm anywhere. I'd be at home or whatever. Okay. See, I'm the exact opposite. When I'm home, homebody. Want to stay in the house? It's me and the dog. I don't really do much. I don't really go out unless it's like an event or something that, you know, I want to support or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it takes a certain level of connect, connection for me to want to get out and go. But when I'm on vacation, I sign up for all the things. Like if I'm afraid, to, yeah. if I'm afraid to do it, that makes me want to do, to do it more. Like exactly. I went to, to um, Bali like uh, maybe a month and a half, two months ago. When did I go? What well, is this? How was it? So, uh -oh. Uh -oh. um, I enjoyed the experiences. I, I enjoyed my excursions. Have you ever, where do you book your excursions? Like, do you generally use apps or do you use, like, how do you find ones that are accessible to, all right, hold on. Let me finish what I was saying and then <laughs> get back yeah. to the question. Cause I've been going left it all the time. So yeah. if I'm out, I want to do something that makes me scared. But when I'm home, I'm trying, I'm a, I'm trying to find like, um, a therapist so I can have them come on and speak about like the I guess fear and how it plays a different role in traveling and stuff like that like the mm -hmm. the theory behind fear and whatever but well, my own girl is she's a therapist so you might she's also pro like she wants to do only black clients like she's like pro black mm -hmm. mental health so I can look over her after this go here thank you um but I was afraid to do this thing, uh, swimming with manta rays. I was scared of shit. But I both did and paid yeah. for it. So I'm like, all right, I really yeah. want to go. But, like, I'm wild scared. Like, I want to see them things. But, like, I don't want to see them. Like, if they get too close, it's like, ah, back up, bruh. Yeah, too yeah. And so, so we, I ended what... up not being able to see them. But I still jumped. I was in the water anyway. And then after the yeah. fact, like, I was talking because I made friends with people that are um, – I made friends with people on the trip. So shout out to Shan and E. And he was explaining it to me. He was like, oh, no, you know, sharks were all over the place. They totally lied to you. We were on the other side of the reef in the middle of the fucking ocean. Tons of sharks. We were in the yeah. sharks where they eat area sharks. And so I was like, bruh, if I would have known that beforehand, I don't know. Sharks are like my thing. I'm afraid of sharks. Like, what? Yes. I'm afraid of a whole lot of stuff, but I still do it. So I went scuba diving with like some whale sharks and tiger really? sharks. Yeah, this is post-wheelchair. I mean, yeah, post-accident. So how did you do that? Like, did uh, you have to have someone with you to go? Yeah, so it, it was through the Shepherd Center. I told you, like, that place is great. Oh, if anybody the out hospital there, in Atlanta. Wheelchair. Yeah, so they did, like, little outings once a month. And I was like, today we're going to go scuba diving. Yes. Uh, yes, please. And so they did that, and they helped us put our little swimsuits on, mm -hmm. our little scuba gear. And we was, they was like, okay, so the sharks, they might bump against you, but you can't touch them. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'll repeat that again. 
So like it's, it's just you get this adrenaline rush when you see like this seventy foot whale shark like what? swimming towards you. You like, yeah, I know. Like that's like seventy feet. That's huge. And it was like, just calm down, you know. Just calm down. It's gonna be alright. Like, y'all don't see this shark. <laughs> Right, and then it's got to be a different level of fear because you're trusting someone else to navigate yeah. you through this. It's not like exactly, exactly. you can, like, because you want to react a certain way, but it's like, like I'm not the yeah, greatest yeah. swimmer. Yes, yeah, we probably can go scuba diving together. Yeah, yeah, nope. Only, only one of us going to make it back, bruh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, that's how this will travel, though. Like, when I go, when I do these things, I try to go with somebody I know. If something happened, they ain't just gonna run. You like, mm-hmm. like my homeboys, they're gonna be like, "All right, boom, we're flipped here. All right, let's go." You know, like we're just going with like, like those trips. They'd be like, ah, oh, a random travel group, and it'd be like seventy random people. Yeah, no, nah, it's not for me. Got it. So, <laughs> how do you um, book your excursions and the experiences and things that you do? Travel agent. Mm, I've never used so- a travel agent. Yeah, because number one, my time is the most valuable thing to me. And just sitting there, just searching for stuff, and she knows, like, looking for wheelchair-accessible stuff. So I'll be like, hey, you know, I want to go to Egypt these dates. You know, rock, you know, let me get some prices and different excursions. But because, like I said, I'm very adventurous, and uh, my friends carry me, and all, like, even though it says it's not wheelchair-accessible, We'd be like, mm, we still going. <laughs> it's like how inaccessible. So like, 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 exactly. Like rock climbing, not accessible, or y'all ain't got no ramps accessible. Got it. Like, you're like you know, saying rock climbing, uh, it's not for me, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, y'all ain't got no ramps, and we got that. We got that part down. Don't worry about that. Have you ever done solo trips? I can if I wanted to. You said you can. Uh, or you I can't? need to leave. I probably could. I wouldn't feel comfortable because so, um, I, I just I just want at least one person with me whenever I travel, mm-hmm. and that's like I just go back like it's just say if I was on a solo trip and then nine eleven happened like what would I do? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just for comfort reasons I try to have one person with me. Okay. So what is it that like I'm enjoying this conversation? So I know you can't just like be holding your gifts to yourself? Like, do you speak? Do you, like, what are, what do you, what do you do every day? Uh, I have a job. I work in the IT field at AutoZone headquarters here in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm trying to um, ex- expand and, you know, lead it and just start doing my true passionate full-time, which is, uh, I'm a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. I travel across the country, colleges, uh, Ohio State, University of Central Florida, and high schools and you know, uh, talk about safe driving and then on the motivational side of it, just um, never giving up, uh, overcoming adversity, you know, because like crappy stuff happens to everybody, right. you know, but it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. So what different like? Um, like hey, like, you know, wait, hold on. You're breaking up. Keep going. It's hard. See, that's the hard part. It's like, I feel like you paused when you were talking, but you didn't. It just froze. I'm sorry. So you said the motivational speaker. And what did you say after that? Um, just different topics I speak on. Just overcoming adversity, mm-hmm. uh, never giving up, uh, safe driving. You know, because my accident was caused somebody caused by somebody distracted driving. 
And, um, you know, just telling my story. Like, people find inspiration in my story. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just out here living. I wasn't even trying to be inspirational. I'm just trying to hang out like y'all. So, I mean, I'm trying to get you to mention your book. So, I'll mention your book. So, you're working oh, on a book. <laughs> I am, yeah. I'm working on a book. Tell me about the book. Like, when does it get released? What is it about? Is it just, like, fiction, nonfiction? Is it about, is it a I'm about to say a bibliography. Is it a biography? Like, tell me. It's basically bi- me. Yeah, it's a, it's a biography just about, you know, starting with my childhood growing up and how, like you asked me earlier, how did I become so positive and the rendering of uh, how my parents raised me, you know, and being super competitive. Like, I don't like to lose. I don't mm-hmm. like people telling me that I can't do stuff. So I was like, if you want Fletcher to do something, just tell him he can't do it, you know? So that was, that was definitely me growing up. And um, so, this, you know, then just talking about the accident, and then how it was transitioning from a collegiate athlete to being in a wheelchair and then starts, you know, then traveling and how, to, how I got into that. And it's like I say, it's just about my life story. And it's titled The Sky is Not the Limit, which is the motto I adopted. I don't know if you can see the sweatshirt. You I can see it. Yeah. Um, the Sky is Not the Limit, which is like my little tag. I go by like um, my nonprofit is called The Sky is Not the Limit. My book is The Sky is Not the Limit. And where we got that from was the doctors telling me, uh, you know, Mr. Cleese, you won't be able to do X, you won't be able to do Y, you won't be able to do Z. And being a smaller athlete, I was always told I couldn't do stuff. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took that mentality. Like, I felt like you were trying to put limitations on my life. So we've all heard, like, the sky's the limit, the sky's the limit, when really there are no limitations. Like, there are, the only limitations are the ones you impose on yourself. Mm-hmm. So people be like, the sky's the limit. I was like, how do you tell me the sky's the limit when there's footprints on the moon? You know, so ain't no limit. Like, actually... There's a flag on the moon, so obviously the sky is not the limit. <laughs> this is very true. Unless you, you ask, you what do you call it, uh, the flat earthers? Uh, uh, <laughs> Those conspiracy theorists that feel like nobody really went real. to the moon. It's not a thing. But uh, I know somebody been in space. I, I know that for sure. Yes, that they have surpassed the literal the sky. sky. So yeah. miss me with that one. So I have a... Okay, so it's not random, but, like, no, because they're all accessible. Okay, no, I answered that myself. Disregard. I, I don't like when people ask questions that, like, I work in a building and somebody will ask me, oh, how do I get to the 15th floor? Well, if this were a residential building, how would you get to the 15th floor? Or um, the elevator. So they say, where's where's the 15th floor? I'd be like, 14, After 14 16, floor. I mean, it, yeah. And it's like people uh, see, all the time. Yeah, no, but me, because of who I am and I'm jokes there, I couldn't take a question like, where's the 15th floor? i like, that. I think they put that hole after the 21st. <laughs> I told somebody one time, they were like, how do I get to the 15th floor? I was like, oh, you ready? All right, cool, boom. You got to go to the basement. And they were like, okay. I was just like, yeah. go to go to 15. Press the, the butt with the 15. Like, that's how you get to the 15th floor. It's a fucking elevator. Just. Yeah, nah, nah. you looking for 15? Nah, you, they moved that hole down the street. Right, yeah, we don't got it no more. They yeah, skipped it. Like, uh, we got a 13 now. Exactly. We got one of them. Matter of fact, we got two 13s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what kind of awkward predicaments do you possibly get into when you're traveling with the group? Because I know people want to do, I'm thinking in terms of, not necessarily trips that I've been on because I've done like trips with like my mom and stuff, but I'm listening to other people tell me about their trips. Yeah. So like one of the 
the um, episodes I had was with a group of guys that travel together. And they kind of do like you do where they have like a core group, but then like they'll incorporate other people, new people. We'll have these three people come this trip or y'all not free this trip, but so it's going to be me and Shorty over here and we're going to do, but they all, they all go with their guys, right? So how does that work where it's like, have you ever been like in an awkward situation where like you're hooking up with somebody or somebody else is hooking up with somebody and it's just, I can't necessarily leave or I don't have the, like how awkward can it get when you feel, or do you not feel like you rely on other people as much? Mm, so we're in situations where like, I guess I'm trying to leave or they're trying to leave. You guys, no, you're breaking up. Saying That's when it comes down to our, oh. Wait, hold on. You did disappear for a second. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, but like I said, it comes back to the concept of, you know, if just because we came together to me, well, that's how guys are. I don't know how girls are. But like, hey, we finna slide. You know, we tired. Well, I ain't ready to go. All right, you straight? You good? Your, your phone charged? All right, bro, we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, girls uh, always have but that yeah, I've, I've been... opposite mentality. Yeah. Nah. You're a grown man. You do what you want to do, dog. <laughs> but... Um, but I haven't because, like I said, my friends we so we so tight. I haven't, they haven't really put me in any bad situations or, you know, in bad predicaments. But they, you know, they understand like, hey, there's certain stuff like place won't be able to do. So we need to either figure out how he can do it, or, you know, something else. You know, so. But I don't be tripping. I'm like, bro, I chill. I chill, I chill the hotel, bro. Y'all ain't gotta, mm-hmm. you know, not go because of me. And um, but it's just always been it's been fun. It's been out open. A lot of stuff you're not gonna figure out until you do it. Until you get into a predicament. Right. Like, how would I do this? Like, I don't know. You just figure out when you get there. So that's why I definitely do. So we try to, and but there's also an understanding that it starts trips, uh, places that I just can't go. And I'd be kind of, cause my friends, we want to go. They're like, Fletch, we want you to go to X, Y, and Z. I was like, well, like Bali is like a hundred jungles and shit. <laughs> Not all of it. It's tons of like city space. All the I'd be saying be like people on swings in the forest. <laughs> so there are the whole swing things. And when I tell you that was like the first place that I got so tired of, I was just, I was in a swing? kind of shitty mood that day anyway, full disclosure. But I mean, what the fuck else was it? There's stuff to do. And yo, the massages in Bali, wow, like $7. For how long? Hour. Like a real hour? Yes. A full ass hour. A full black ass hour, bruh. I ended up yeah. having this one lady come to the um the place that I rented and she did a two hour massage. And I think it ran me like twenty three dollars, thirty two dollars or something crazy like that. Like she came to me and did a two hour massage. Like they get on the for table $7. and like roll up your back for you and then they you know like they for seven dollars? That no. Well, yeah, but only for an hour. It depends on how you crack prices. Listen, these are mm -hmm. this. That's one thing I like to try to do everywhere I go is get a massage just because they're so much cheaper in most places than they are here in New York. Like um, shit like that in New York is what's the average? 
uh, not, not necessarily like a spa day, but like I want to say the average massage might be like $85, 150 like between 85 I want to say you could probably find some place for like, and that also depends on where you go. Like if you go in some place like in a basement establishment like in Chinatown or something like that, you could probably find it cheap, you know. Yeah. But like if you want to go to a nice spa, you're going to spend on average 65 to like $125 on your massage. See, I'm cheap. I'm cheap. Yeah, I'm, I like to say I'm cost effective. I'm cheap. <laughs> so does, since you mentioned it, what type, does traveling in a wheelchair come with a price premium? Like, do you end up having to spend more for certain things? I don't, no. It's just the whole hotel situation. Like, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, we can, you know, fly to a room. First of all, we're not teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, the second like I can't stay in. A, I ain't gonna say I can't, but I I want to stay in a hotel like, and it ain't gonna be no, it ain't gonna be no motel eight. I need to stay in like a Marriott or Hilton, you know. So that's where it comes. Like, is that, you know, that, bitch. Yeah, I need nice things. You know, hey, I only eat the I only eat the best pigeon. Right. <laughs> I only eat I only eat grilled penguin. Got uh, it. None of the none of the street shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, nah, so like uh, a lot of my friends, they're like, dang, bro, uh, why don't we got to stay at the embassy? Because that's what I like. You are more than welcome to stay somewhere else. Oh. But I I will be staying here. <laughs> so yeah, you have, oh, yeah, I, and that's another reason why I don't like hotels because they just cost so much more. They cost so much more. It just. They do, but that's couple, that's been, like I said, just that, that, that was the only price premium would be in the wheelchair. Like I said, I just can't stay in the hotel or, you know. I think that that would definitely be, definitely, definitely be something that Airbnb should spend more time investing in or making sure that they have accommodations accessible. Yeah. But like you said, if you get a big enough house, then we'll be straight. No, because stuff is still at certain, like most people's kids, I've seen some sinks that are like I'm not that oh. tall. I'm only like five four, five five. Yeah. So sinks, something like counters. If all the glasses are in, you know, a shelf over uh, the sink, you're gonna have to have somebody get all that shit for you. You know what I mean? Like I just Look want. You being all notice. Look at you paying attention. I see. Oh no, you. I listen. Details are my thing most of the time, not all the time. Yeah. But like something as simple as where's the toilet paper roll. How far do I have to stretch to get it? You know what I mean? Like for somebody that needs to stay level or you need to make sure that your balance is, you know, on point. If you got to stretch too far to get that shit or if it's under the sink that's across from you, you can't get to you it. Know. You got to call somebody yeah. in there to come help you. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Or if there's no space or if you don't have like a counter for the bathroom yeah. stuff, all of your stuff is either got to stay in the bag that you leave on the floor or bring something in or as a, you know, you can't reach the mirror to put shit in the mirror. You know what I mean? So I'll be thinking, I'll be thinking occasionally. I see. Okay. I'll be out here. I see. I'm, a, I'm also a worrier. I'm a very good worrier. So I'm good at worst case scenarioing. So I can think of so many ways for things to go wrong. So see, and I'm the type of person, like you tell me all this stuff and I'll be like, that's fine. I'm going to still do it. But I'm like, like, do you have one of those um, claw thing, like the reachy arm things? Nah, uh-uh. So when I travel, I try to 
bring less equipment as possible because mm-hmm. I don't feel like keeping up with all that stuff. Like you gotta. Oh wait, you're breaking up. No, wait, hold on. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, so how do you um like do you usually get the 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 what do you call it the airport the airport golf cart thing? Do they usually drive you in the airport? Uh, uh-uh, I stay in what uh because I don't get in my chair. They don't have you know accessible golf carts or whatever. Okay. But they will airports have a attendant that will push you if you mm-hmm. want. To right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. I know we uh, did that uh, with my grandma. We went to, the last time we went yeah. to family reunion. She's um she's not in a wheelchair, but she's hi grandma. Walk slow, yeah. Yeah, she's kinda old. She also can't walk far. Uh she yeah. can't walk far at all. So definitely has to be in a wheelchair. And my grandpa is also old. Hi grandpa. Yeah. So yeah, they just can't walk for long periods of time and you can walk two miles to get to your gate after check-in sometimes, you know? So yeah. that's definitely yes. it. So do they but have... Your... Huh? Yeah, I don't like people pushing me. Okay. So they'd be like, you need me to push you? I'd be like, nah, but you can take your backpack, though. I was going to ask, how much stuff do you bring with you? Like, does somebody um, carry your bag for you, or...? Yeah, yeah, so I always get, like, a gate escort, and so my friends always say, like, hey, next time I'm somewhere i'm getting a wheelchair because they called it the golden ticket my cousin does that i'm like can you see me or am i breaking up yeah you were breaking up what fake like shit wait um, i heard what you said I was like yeah we, uh, we're going with the golden ticket mm-hmm. oh uh yeah so they try to you know like they're with you because you like you get to go to front of lines you get to skip people like uh like security i go straight to the front like when you got to get your board pass i go straight to the front and just like restaurant, like Disneyland. So you know that like there's a black market in Disney World for people with disabilities that they hire people, like families hire people in wheelchairs to be a part of their party so that they can go to the front of the line. And people get paid like thirty thousand dollars. Well, these, are, yeah. What? But it'd be rich families, but like average, like you know, this is a wheelchair community. We know all about this. Like average, you know, you get paid like you can easily make two thousand dollars a day. I think that's yeah. going to be the title of the episode, like wheelchair black market. Yeah. I would, I would quit they my have. job and just do that. You get to go to Disney yeah, World. Yeah, Disneyland is trying, trying to crack down on it. And like, you know, it's not illegal, but it just looks bad. Why are you stopping my bag? Let me live. You be, you be, I mean. Shit. But, uh, so yeah, so like, Airport and stuff, so I go. I go to like to the straight in front of line. Mm-hmm. You don't even need like pre-check. Like, like TSA pre-check so is pointless for you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't pre-check. I don't. They like check in early. And like, That's for y'all. I check <laughs> in when I get there. Yeah, I'll, I'll meet y'all at the. I'll meet y'all when we get there. I'll be there. I'll be fine. Yeah. Y'all might want to get there a couple yeah. hours early though. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just let me know when y'all bored, and I'll wake up there. <laughs> But, um, you know, this is, this is definitely one of the perks or whatever. Like, I went to the White House. I toured the White House. And, you know, they got this this route that you have to stay on. Like, you know, it's blocked off and everything. But there's a section where you have to go upstairs. But the elevator is in a section that is not allowed to the public. So that was like, you, come with us. I'm like, no. 
I'm sorry, but I, I didn't do it. I'm sorry. And then I got out of the elevator this way, so I had to. I actually like go through the kitchen in the White House and like, go through like these rolls. I know, right? I was like, "Dang, it's dope." And then the dude was explaining stuff like, "Oh, this is when the White House burned down. We kept the original bricks in the kitchen." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool." It's it's way smaller than what you think. It's okay. like I'm thinking like White House kitchen's gonna be like, you know, like Taj Mahal, like boom. Mm-hmm. I said, "This Applebee's kitchen, this little ass kitchen." <laughs> I would think that they have like more than one. Like they'd have one for yeah. like events, and then they have like a personal one. Like you know, like on their personal residence, I'm sure that there's a kitchen there. But then, like if you're having like events and dignitaries and stuff, I would think that you'd want enough space to make sure that. It'd be, why do we care? I ain't going. I ain't at the fucking. Right I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? We are, we are. fucking rabbit holes. We worried about whether or not these niggas got space to make rich nigga penguin and <laughs> shit like that. I only, I only the best ast- the best astronauts. I only the best. But um, that shit is trash. Anyways, by the way. what it like the freeze dried stuff? I re- I distinctly remember we were at the there's this place called the Hall of Science, and you can buy like. I'm doing air quotes, y'all. Space food. And it's like dehydrated um, things. Like there's, uh, I know we, me and Alicia bought the fucking ice cream. Shit was trash. Like it was disgusting. It was so disgusting. I was so mad that I spent my little $7 or however it was. Cause you know, your parents give you a little bread, you know, you spend on you go on the class trips and shit. You'd be like, oh, all right, cool, yeah. cool. I got $25. I can buy. Hmm, can't do that. So you, Work your little nine-year-old brain. You know what I mean? You do the math. What can I afford to get? So I can't get this because I want to get this. I wasted money, and I'll never forget that. It was so yeah, I wasn't See, I wasn't that kid. My parents used to give me money to go on field trips, and I would literally, like, eat a, a peanut butter jelly sandwich before I left the house and pocket that money so I can go to the movies the next weekend. You better than me. I have not ever really been a fiscally uh, sound decision maker. Uh, Got to. You know what? The most savage thing I used to do as a child? Go for it. The most savage thing? Hey, any, tell your kids to do this. It's to sell your Halloween candy. Don't eat it. It's 100% profit. You didn't buy it. Okay. That's if y'all get good candy, though. Like, you got to get a full-size Snicker or a full-size Kit Kat or a Reese's. Eat candy. I was, everybody come to school with their Halloween bag, and I had my little baggies tied up. These are 50 cent. These are 75. This one's a dollar. Oh, you was about the shit. I mean, I used to sell shit as a kid, but I would sell like class newspapers or I would sell like little arts and craft things that I made. Book. I used to, I had a bookmark business. I had a pen business. Like, okay. They listen, God bless my little friends and them teachers. They always bought into my little hustles. How much you want? You want a quarter? All right. You can have a quarter for your little bookmark. Exactly. <laughs> Support these babies out here when they sell a shit. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So back to what was on like the golden ticket. So that I don't necessarily wait in lines with the black market things of that nature. So um, being a woodsman definitely has its perks. Adding that to the title: Will shot black market and golden tickets. The golden ticket. Have you ever had any really scary experiences with the chair, where you kind of felt like some like not necessarily with the chair, but if there was nobody there to help you or something? Traveling, just period. Period. Yeah, so I live by myself. I follow him before and be like, dang, guess I'll get a blanket and wait till the morning. Well, that sucks. So wait, yeah, but, why would you wait till the morning? Like somebody comes to... Yeah, yeah somebody, cause some, I have like a CNA that comes in the morning and helps me get ready for work and stuff. 
Okay. But that's like cool. once you leave in the morning and I go to work, like I'm on my own for the rest of the day. So you're I can, fully like, independent. My, uh, besides that, that you right. know, those two hours to see there. Yeah. But you you can't do a whole life's day in two hours. You're independent. Do you drive? I remember you mm. said you wanted to drive. Mm. I did drive. That's why I was stuck in traffic. That's why I was late on the call. So you had to. So you have one of those fancy. Like, how does it? Yep. Uh, four for the gas. Your left hand. It's like a little control. You press four for the gas, pull back for the brake, and then my right hand is the steering wheel. Ah, two, two, hand, mo- two hand mobility. That's that. You got to use yeah. different brain sections for that. Like, yeah. Damn, I'm trying to like mimic it, and I'm already fucked up. I'm running into shit. Yeah. It's like you not drive a stick. Nope. Oh well, yeah. Never I got nothing for you. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't. Oh, that's like patting your belly. And like, no, what do you do? You pat your head and rub your belly, right? Is it kind of like that? Yeah, I would no, think. It's not, that, it's not that complicated. Okay. It's not that complicated. If it was that dangerous, they wouldn't, you know, because I got to to pass a test or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I get, I get tired of relying on people and waiting on buses. And right. you know, I was like. You know, it, it was a lot easier for my parents, too, because they used to take me places. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would want to go places, but it was like, son, we tired. You know, if I take you, somebody got to come get you. Can you just miss this one party? Mm-hmm. And also, it's like you want to have a little bit of, you know, autonomy and then also privacy. You don't need everybody knowing where you're going. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm like, where are you going? Back. Back. I'll be back. Right. I'm grown. Don't ask me where I'm going. Shit. What if you want to leave at three o'clock in the morning? You know what I mean? You don't need everybody to know. Three o'clock in the morning. I got some place to be. Ma, can you take me? No. We're not having that conversation. So that's why I was like, let me go ahead and move out and go ahead and just mm-hmm. drive, you know what I'm saying? Get my little independence on. That's good. So where can the people find you? They can find me at com or on IG, Rolling on Faith, R-O-L-L-I-N. O N F A I T H. Baby blue face, baby. That's not part of the IG. That's not. <laughs> Fletcher, thank you so, so, so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, I can't wait. When does the book come out? It seemed like it flew by. Did we, did we hit all your. Yeah, all the books. Oh, um, I, yeah, so I'm shooting for around like mid October. So That's like tomorrow. Hands. Of this year, basically, yeah. Basically. So it's completely written. It's finished. We uh, we got the last chapter. We on the last chapter. Okay. So where would we be able to buy the book? Like, um, is it gonna on my website? Okay. So I have a link uh, on my website. I have like a picture of the book and you know check out cart and then it'll probably take you to Amazon where you can mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying finish your process and payment. What's your website? Budgetcleaves.com. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have it on um in the description notes and. I'll have links and everything to um, all of your landing pages on my website. Um, so y'all can go to dcarry.com or um, it'll be in the description of what was that? What? The mic. Oh, <laughs> I thought it meant something. My um, man back there saving the day. Yes. Shot to the rescue. So it'll be um, all of Fletcher's links will be on um, in the description, so you can definitely find where he's got these nice hoodies. Actually, I am going to pick one. Do you have like you've got all sizes, right? 
Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. I got your size. That's the answer I was looking for. That I'm going to get. So I'm going to order me a sweatshirt. And definitely, what is your nonprofit support? Uh, so it's the department of the people. So people, so many people have been helping me in different avenues. I didn't want to tailor it to just like kids or just uh, people with disabilities. So we just raise money and then once you get the money, we vote on it as a board and we can, you know, do what we got to do. Like we did a backpack drive, uh, mm-hmm. three weeks ago. Uh, we looking to do a turkey drive, you know, for Thanksgiving, you know, maybe want to do something for some kids for Halloween. Like we just help all type of people in different avenues. Oh, I really There's like no that. One thing. Yeah, so just empowerment of the people, the sky, not the limit. Uh, and I see how that is on brand, how that ties together. You're a smart yeah, man. Yeah, the thing about branding is consistency, consistency. So what is the best place that you travel, your top of destination? Cuba. Cuba or Colombia? Colombia? Where'd you go in Colombia? I did uh, Cartagena. Loved it. I want to go there, too. I you holla El Chapo? No, because he's actually in Brooklyn, <laughs> in federal prison. But um, I liked it so much because I had the best experience of blackness there. I didn't feel really? like people were looking at me and wondering whether or not I belonged where I was. Like in, because I exactly. work in Manhattan, so it's just like you get a lot of people just looking at you, and then depending on how long their gaze hits, it's either, okay, so you're looking and you're looking away because you don't want me to see you looking at me. Or you're looking at me and you're staring at me because you want me to see that you're looking at me because now I'm thinking you've got a narrative behind it. And then it's just there are so many different, you know, uh, bulbs that go off in your mind because being, you know, not of the pejorative or, like, the major group you... Like, people say, don't make it about race, right? People are like, oh, you people always have to make it about race. That's because I've always had to. It's always, you, you have the privilege of not thinking about your race. You know what I mean? Whereas if where I live, True. that's always a constant thought in my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when, while I was there, it's like all of the street art, the murals, it's black women, it's black children. It's just blackness everywhere. And um, it just, you see Colombians on tv or you see like the concept i had in my mind didn't match what i saw when i got there i got you you know what i mean it's just like i'm fully aware that there are um black cubans black colombians black dominicans puerto ricans like i live in new york i've seen them all yeah yeah but it's a dip i enjoy personally what i try to do everywhere i go is just experience blackness in as many places as possible the diaspora is incredible. It's just like yeah. my experience as a black woman here isn't going to be the same as it is in all these other places. So I enjoy true, true. my personal experience as being a black woman so much more in those two places. So those are yeah. the top two. So I definitely get the staring because I've been in a wheelchair. I, I attract attention to myself automatically because mm-hmm. you, you don't see a lot of people in wheelchairs, you know, just out and about, especially out overseas. And, and, but then also being black in a wheelchair is like, you know, like when we went to Europe, we went to London, um, Rome, and Paris. You know, people would stare like. And I know, think staring. also because like you're play. young. You know what I mean? Like. Exactly. exactly. And like I play this game. Like, so if you stare, I'm going to stare too. And then whoever look away first loses. That's what I do. That Some people be staring at me and I be staring at them back. Right. But don't do <laughs> you make that. And of course, your, your face froze there. <laughs> yeah. 
So I know I, I just like to have fun and joke around, but um, just so yeah, being in the wheelchair is basically out and about. You just draw attention to yourself. It could be unwanted attention, or it's just gonna happen. You know, sorry, are you okay? Yeah, why? What's going on? We just want to make sure. You know, mm. appreciate it. <laughs> Right, you got more, you know, a drink on the house or something, you know. I know, like dessert. Is there so? You know what? Actually, it's not okay. Right. <laughs> Just start making up anything. What all can I well, get? Exactly. It's like, hmm. How far can we take this? But it's all about having fun. Like I said, the glasses always have full versus half empty. Yeah, I'm trying to be better about that. I used to be like a really, really like happy, like people are so incredible, but then customer service will break you down customer yeah. service just like the more you work with people sometimes you're more um exposed to the depravity <laughs> you're more exposed to you know just everybody else's um i don't want to say sorrow and sadness but people's moods you know what i mean not so everybody's in a good mood all the day like not everything is personal either but that's something that i had to you know come to as an adult but it could be. Oh, yeah, we all have we all have bad days. We all have bad days. Mm-hmm. And some people take it out on other people more so than others. Do you find that people are? Uh, I'm. I'm. Go ahead. No. Are you breaking up? Do I find that people would? Okay. Do you find that people are willing to help you, or do you find that it's like? Because I would think that people are like, oh, let me get this door for you. Or, hey, I'll, I'll pass this to you. Or, oh, this is on the top shelf. I'll grab it. Or do you find that people are just try to, you know, avoid eye contact or, you know? Uh, no, just being from the South and just, you know, the Southern right. hospitality, you know, so people are definitely always helpful. Yeah, that's a vast difference from here. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like I was in New York, you know, um, and you know, like my man's he had we was on one of them bikes in Times Square, so he was riding a bike up and down, and like I guess I I tried to get into the, the building, but it went no door, no button on the door, and I was like, excuse me, sir, you know, like can you get this door for me? And I literally was like, excuse me, sir. And he was like, I ain't got nothing. I said, dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't even ask you for nothing. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. Excuse me. I, I, my man, excuse me. I ain't got nothing for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> you got a hand? You want to get that door? No? You good? Shit. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's I, New York. Sorry, sir. Exactly. Sorry, my superpowers are turned off right now. So can you grab the door? I can't walk through it today. But, um, yeah, so, but it's, people help. Sometimes they try to be over helpful, mm -hmm. but this is cool. I understand. Like, people are trying to help. So, it don't really bother me, you know. I just I got it, man. I appreciate you help, but I got it. Understandable. All right, but I'll run your ear all day. So thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you for answering. <laughs> thank you for being being patient with with me when I tried to figure out how you got onto the plane, <laughs> as you were basically saying I can answer for you. So thank you, thank you so much. And is there anything else that you would want to? leave the people with uh, a travel sentiment or a um, any parting words, if you will. 
Um, glasses always half full, stay positive, and when it comes to travel, you just got to do it. Like, you don't have to initially figure every detail out about everything before you go. Some stuff you just got to figure out when you get there, you know? Like, that's why I try to keep, like, a free day, like, Friday or, like, Saturday. I'm going to just parlay, and whatever we get into, we get into. All right. And so, but just, you know, have fun, definitely exploring. So, so much stuff out there, so. I appreciate y'all having me. Uh, look forward to where can I where can I listen to this at? It'll be on um, iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, SoundCloud on Thursday. I'll send you the link. Thursday, all right, make myself. It'll be. I was good to see you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Your endeavors. Thank you very much, and the same to you. All right, talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right, guys. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you again to my guest, Fletcher. Um, I'd wanted to have someone come on the show and discuss what it's like to travel with um, disabilities for a while. I just didn't want to ask someone just because they'd experienced it. I wanted to ask someone that I felt like I um, would actually want to have a conversation with. I wanted to ask somebody that I would be friends with in actual life. So, um, again, I really appreciate Fletcher coming out here. He was not coming out here, but coming on to talk with me. He was such like an easy person to talk to. I really enjoyed the conversation. So make sure you guys hit him up, check out his website. The link will be down in the description box, or you can go to my website, dcarry.com and you can get the links to all of his social media and definitely uh, support his nonprofit and get you a hoodie. It's about to be fall time. So, you know, bring the fall in with a great cause to support. All right, guys, thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Well, not see you, but I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.